Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with rider guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. Well, thanks for checking out Growing the Game with Ballsy into its fourth year. If you like what you hear, please give us a Google review and share the podcast. The goal for me is to put a spotlight on our kids and get them the exposure they so rightfully deserve. We should be looking to highlight and promote Canadian talent in the game of football. And because of that, I'm working on a Top 50 Can West YouTube slash TV show. Look for that later this spring or early summer. Now, this podcast is coming to you from the Regina Sports Performance studio. Respect the effort. Join today at reginasports.ca. Aubrey Stedman has a great place over there on Broadway Avenue in the heart of Regina. All our guests come to you on the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline. Hammer Time Roofing is Saskatoon's only certainteed five-star roofing contractor that's backed by a true manufacturer's warranty. Give them a call at 306-262-ROOF. Thanks to my other sponsors, Mark Greshner Photography. Trust Mark to capture the big moments in your life. MarkGreshner.com. Face First Medical Aesthetics. Beat back father time in a naturally looking way. Second floor above Gabo's on Dudney Avenue. Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina. Get in the real estate game with the three-time Grey Cup champ by giving Paul a call. 306-502-5355. Double Z Egg Sales in Weyburn. For grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance, give Corey a call. 306-842-2406. Hardest working guy in that business. Gear up with John Ryan Foundation. Thanks to the rider punter for always giving back to his community, never forgetting where he came from and helping out this podcast. Another guy that's a real philanthropist and gives back to his community on so many fronts is Mirad El Khatib. Want to thank him and AGT Foods for getting on board. AGT Food and Ingredients, one of the largest suppliers of value-added pulses, staple foods, and food ingredients in the world. A great Saskatchewan success story. And it's our Where Are They Now segment for Double Z Egg Sales in Weyburn for grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance. Check out Corey Zadorozniak in Weyburn and surrounding area, and he'll treat you right. It is time to head out in our Hammer Time Roofing Hotline. Great gang there in Saskatoon, Kevin Welsh and Hammer Time Roofing. And we're talking now with the former quarterback of the Regina Thunder, Manitoba Bison, Regina's own John Mackey. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Good. It's great to be on you. I Appreciate uh, the time here. It's uh, been a while since we talked. Now, tell the folks what you're doing. This is the Where Are They Now segment. We know you used to be in the football world. I think last I saw you were coaching with the Bisons. What are you doing now? I'm still in Winnipeg. I'm, uh, I coach with a uh, local high school team here, uh, the St. Paul's Crusaders. I, uh, I help offensive coordinate out, out there just to keep the uh, football fix alive in my, in my life. But uh, no, still very much involved with football. I work with Michelin as a uh, territory business manager, and um, yeah, raising kids. I got two kids and a wife here in Winnipeg, so I've made quite the home in Manitoba. Yeah, no kidding. So um, you're still in the coaching game. How has high school or how have high school football players changed from when you were a, a player back in the day here in Regina? Well, you know, it's it's getting a lot more serious. Uh, I'll say that it's um, you know, kids are. Are, are getting more um, specialized in the sport. And, you know, I'm, I'm from the old school and, and still tell kids, you know, play as much sports as you can for as long as you can. Uh, but, 
you know, it, it's it's a lot more um, specialized. I, I think that's the best word to describe it. Like from from the kids that are growing up in the sport, they're very intense about about their future to it, and they're really trying to make something out of it. Like with uh, the university uh, game, um, um, anywhere in Canada, you know, as well as that's that's another thing that um, I've noticed quite a bit is that kids are more willing to travel outside of that. Uh, you know, outside of their hometown to move to a school, you know, out east or out west, a, a little bit more than, you know, when I grew up in Regina, uh, you know, you had your two options. It was yeah. uh, U of R or U of S uh, or the junior route. And so uh, kids are a little bit more exposed. Uh, the recruiting game um, is, is is now like the, the norm of nationwide recruiting. So, um, it, like I said, it, it, it increases the uh, – the intensity for the kids, they get specialized, they want to get to scholarship, there's opportunities right across the country, not just uh, within their own province. CJFL on their websites going through uh, different things, kind of trying to fill time and get content as, as we all are, as I am here on this podcast. And, that, and that's not a shot at you talking to you. I'm glad we're talking, man. They had you, uh, they had their top five quarterback week, and I, I saw the stats. You were top five in completions and yardage. So just look back on your uh, Thunder days for me and, and your thoughts playing junior football. Uh, it's, it was such a great experience. Uh, I look back, and, and, and the more I think about it and I make it made a comment there that the older that I get, the better that I was, you know, like <laughs> yeah, back yeah. on all the time that's uh, playing, but you, you think back on it and it's, it's more of the people that you played with and the coaches that uh, you were associated with and, and learned the game as well as life lessons from. And if, if there's one thing that, uh, the, you know, the top five quarterback, I saw that it was great to see uh, the name up there and in, in the top five ranking still, um, you know, but it does reflect on the times that uh, you think back on all the players that you played with and the coaches and, and a lot of what you, you teach or, or were taught, you, you teach out, out on the field today. So um, it, it was just a, <laughs> it, was, it was nice to see uh, myself. And of course, Jordan Yance on, on there, he's, uh, he was, he was a guy that uh, we recruited out to U of M. Um, you know, if you can't, uh, you know, he, he was crushing all of the records in the passing side of things. He's from Regina, Saskatchewan. I said, mm-hmm. well, coach, we we have to recruit this kid, you know, like this is going to be the guy. So he, he joined us in uh, with the Bison when we made our run to the Vanier court. Uh, we got out of our conference there with uh, with Jordan. So that was cool to, just, you know, uh you know, remind Jordan that I'm still I'm still behind him in in certain categories. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's uh, we're we're still in the top five, and it's it's cool to see as many Regina quarterbacks on that top five list. Well, you know, like the from the Rams, from West Shore Rebels, from Vancouver Trojans, or the Prey Thunder. There's uh, there's a ton of talent, and I always say that to Coach Doby too. Is like if you're looking for your for your next quarterback. Travel five hours down uh, down west, and you'll find them in Regina. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? And what, what do you make of that, John? Okay, so off the top of my head, uh, John Mackey, Jordan Yance, um, J- Marwick's another one. We've got Picton. We've got Donnelly. We've got Nias with the U of S Huskies. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. Uh, you know, there's a Sawyer Bittner. We've got so many guys here from Regina and surrounding area. What, what do you think that is? I think it, it's deeply rooted in the, in the history of, of uh, football in Saskatchewan. 
And and my hat goes off to to the people at uh, in the office at Football Saskatchewan and how they develop their their game from the grassroots all the way to junior football. Um, you always are learning how to pass. You're not afraid to scare or, or to throw the ball in games. It's not always. I've had a ton of co- conversations with coaches about, you know, we have to get a certain amount of passes in in a game before you know like then we'll then we'll run even though if they have a star running back in that in the backfield mm-hmm. they're still going to be working on the fundamentals of throwing the ball and uh i'm i'm proud you know to 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 be a part of that uh you know the football saskatchewan i did end up uh, spending some time in in office with football manitoba <laughs> yeah. and it, you know i just looked over to jeff yowsey or michael thomas and just be like what are you guys doing for this because i'm going to do the exact same thing over here you know yeah. and uh and and we have seen you know i'm i'm, I'm proud to see uh the the, the sport uh, develop here in Manitoba, and, and we got a couple of uh, quarterbacks coming up as well. You know, like through the ranks, mm-hmm. uh, Andre Duke out in McMaster. Uh, there's a fantastic kid that uh, we had at St. Paul's going out to uh, uh, going out east as well. So you know, it's it, it's it's something that is is developed in the grassroots game to understand the whole grand scheme of things of the passing game because in 12 man football, it can get a little bit confusing. You know, in the in the in the past sets, and if you're not exposed to that at a young age, it's it's it just creates a little bit more difficulty at uh, when you get older. Mm-hmm. But that, I, I believe that's that's wholeheartedly the reason why you get all of these studs coming out of Regina, Saskatchewan, behind center because of the grassroots programs that uh, football Saskatchewan and, and all the all the coaches right across the the province. You know, from the small small towns to uh, the bigger cities in Saskatchewan, you will always have that unified and consistent voice right across there. And it's, it's it, you know, coming from Manitoba, I'll tell you right now, it's 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 a bit intimidating. Yeah. So so you talked you talked about going. You know, a lot of kids just stay here close to home, especially back when you were playing. But now they're starting to spread their wings. What kind of advice would you have for a, a young kid? Who's uh who's who's looking to maybe expand his wings and fly away, fly the coop, fly away from home? Because you did it going to Manitoba. Although you were an older guy, because you played junior first. That's right. Yeah, I'd say get exposed to as much football as you can, and um, if if you're if you're planning to leave home, um, make sure that it's the right situation, um, school wise. Um, that's first and foremost. You know, if you're going to be an engineer and you want to. Go to the best engineering school and then play for the football team. You know, like in short. Um, but then on the football side, if you're really, you know, um, interested on the football side, go look at their offense, look at their defense, look at their schematics, and see how you would fit in there. You know, the the control is is more in your in, on your side when you're looking to make that jump. So make the right choice, and you can control that process by looking what you you provide to the school as a whole, mm-hmm. um, your profession. And as well as your athletic set, so that's that's typically what I give kids who are looking to get out of Manitoba, and we really want them at the Bisons. Like, okay, all right. Yeah. If you're going to make this choice, make sure it's the right school uh, for you in in your career, because there's life after football. Even after you're done, you gotta you gotta find a way to make money too. So yeah. that's first and foremost. Yeah. And then the second thing is, you know, play it to your athletic uh, skill set. 
What do you remember most about the 2007 Vanier Cup run uh, with you behind center? Uh, a, a big victory. Uh, that was the last time a Can West team had won a Vanier Cup until Calgary just pulled it off in 2019. That's right. I think the you know the I, again you know with with thinking back on on the football side of things, I only. I look more at the people, you know, and, and, uh, you know, that I was playing with and, and just going through that journey with them. That's, that's, that's probably one of the best, but if, if I had to pick one, uh, you know, one thing in, in that game was, was, you know, running in the touchdown, the go ahead touchdown, uh, to, at the beginning of the half, that's on a personal note, you know, like for all the kids out there that are imagining that it's, you know, second down inside the 10, you know, and, and doing the commentator like Ballsy, you know, like he drops back, he yeah. can't find anybody, he tucks it in, he runs in, and oh, it was exactly like how I pictured it when I was a kid, you know, playing in that backyard, and that was something that, you know, nobody can take away from you, and it almost seemed like I was there a hundred times, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it, it was, uh, you know, justified, essentially, you hey. know, all the work that you've done and all the all the weight the lifting, the right. running, everything was just saying exactly what you wanted it, exactly the way that uh, you pictured it. Hey, uh, you better cool it there, buddy. Uh, you, you stay with Michelin. The way you called that there just off the cuff, you'll take my job there, pal. Just come on, cool it. <laughs> hey, uh, I would love to share a booth with you someday, <laughs> well, maybe I, I know I hear you screaming on the other side when yeah, we were playing in the, yeah. with the Bison. What a horrible call. Oh, I know. Like, I no, used to... no, no, it's good, Bosley. This is good. I used to get excited. <laughs> hey, uh, but... You know, that was that was interesting. That was the last great Vanier Cup in terms of attendance. There was tw- uh, 20-some thousand at the Sky Dome yeah. for that one. And that was also the weekend the Rough Riders uh, won their, I guess it was their third great okay. Cup of the four they uh, won. So that's kind of cool for you as a Regina boy to kind of share the weekend with the team I'm sure you grew up watching and wanting to play for, the Rough Riders. Oh, I'll tell you what, it was really special at that moment, you know, and they were actually playing the Bombers in that game. Right, yeah. So uh, the aftermath to that, um, uh, Mr. Dewar, uh, he, he, he was, had to bet with uh, Brad Wall. Yeah. And uh, they would have to meet at the border, but he wasn't going to be there in the loss. You know, uh, he brought the Bison guys with him. So we even mixed in with politicians <laughs> and everything like that afterwards. But I was like, hey, you guys, I actually am really happy that the Riders won this game, you know, and Stewart was like, then you just keep your mouth shut, John. And I was like, all right, (laughs) but you know, it was, uh, it was a special day, but um, you know, even at the aftermath and the rest of my life, it's, it's always there to, to recap on and just see how special, you know, the, the sport was and what it means in the, and right across the prairies too, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, the, the sport is alive and well. And I'm, I'm I'm proud of my roots, but you know, as much as it took, I did convert to a bomber fan. So I am okay. I'm saying this. I'm saying this. Uh, you know, like on the record now, yeah. I am a bomber fan. Well, and they won the uh, Grey Cup, it, it, and, and they won the Grey Cup. <laughs> there you go. With some local kids too, they took a little page from the Riders. Yeah, and uh, went with Nick Dansky, Andrew Harris, all the guys that grew up in the sport here, and I think it's. It's See, let me stop you. Let me let me stop you, Big Mac, because that's the last thing I want to talk to you about this XFL CFL thing. Uh, maybe it's nothing, maybe it's something, but if it really goes full merger, I'm really concerned about the John Mackeys, the Nick Demp- Nick Dembskis, the Andrew Harrises, that they won't get a shot to play because I think that ratio will be gone. And I really believe 
We need to protect our own jobs here in Canada. It's kind of like the music industry. In my business, if we didn't have to play 35% Canadian content, there most likely is no Shania Twain, Celine Dion, The Hip, The Rush, Brett Kissel. I mean, uh, the, the, the list goes on and on and on. I think we need to protect our Canadian jobs because... The sport will die in the, at the amateur level if, if there's no chance to go to the next level. That's what I believe. How do you feel? We're on the exact same page there. Uh, I've always said that. Even, you know, trying to make it into the CFL. You know, you get, get to the, the higher ranks that you go, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're up against a, uh, an American who's been doing this all his life, and it's a religion in where he comes from, and it's, it's the intensity of the sport to the Americans. And, you know... They might be the better player, but I'll, I'll say this. The, the fans will speak for it. The, the money is what's going to drive, uh, you know, um, the, the success of the league. And if you're not pulling in local talent to, to, the, to the fans that have been watching the sport, it, it's just a domino effect from there. And, and so going on that, you know, like with the, the local kids, again, I'm, I'm from Regina, Saskatchewan. You saw the... Jason Claremont, you saw the Chris Getz last go through the Neil Hughes, the local talent that's, that gives a kid hope, that gives them, you know, there is some uh, future to the sport on a professional level um, from Canada. And you, you can be from Canada and play in this massive stadium that everybody is chanting and people will be wearing your jersey. You know, there, there's hope to that. And so, uh, you know, with, with the Bombers winning out, out here in Winnipeg, we saw number 33 plastered all over the city. And this kid comes from, you know, uh, the south part of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do this too. And number, number 10 for the, for the Bombers is, is another kid that comes from the city. And so there's a lot more uh, registrations or, or, or kids coming into the sport because they can see their, their local hero is, is the, the guy that's hoisting up the Grey Cup in his hometown. And that, uh, that affects the younger the younger uh, demographic and they're the, they're the ones that are going to be keeping this. And, and I, I, I sure hope they don't touch the, uh, you know, we, we were onto something when it was, uh, you know, pushing for more Canadians on the roster and, and keeping that balance there. And like you were saying, comparing it to music, the Shania Twain's and all the Canadian um, talent that's out there. Um, it, it takes a fan to make that choice and well, it, get, know, it, t- it, take, it takes a situation where you have to give them a chance to play I mean you even yeah. look at even look at Brett Jones Brett Jones from Weyburn Saskatchewan if 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 the Calgary Stampeders aren't forced to and I use the word force but let's be honest if the Calgary Stampeders don't have to fill their Canadian quotient maybe they don't go look for Brett Jones from the Rams from Weyburn put him on the O-line he doesn't become the outstanding rookie the outstanding lineman and then he's in the NFL making uh, making a living for him his family and uh, other people you know what I mean like it's uh, oh, yeah. he doesn't even get to be a professional football player because those American coaches won't even look at Canadian players they have their connections they have, they have their contacts they're just going to go right to the states the term diamond in the rough is not the, the correct usage in that case you know like that guy was always there he was always a dominant force and you put him on on the field and he's going to do dominant things <laughs> you know it's not just a, a luck of the draw and be like ooh, you know i i, I agree with you Balzi. there there needs to be a better um look at scouting in in canada uh look 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 at us. We had a David Onyemata come through. Right. Uh, the, the, the University of Manitoba. There, there is talent out there. 
um, you just got to go and put put the money into the to the force of, of to bringing that up to that talent up to the, the people that are making the decisions on these uh, teams. You know, you know, and John. So, John, one thing I've never figured out: you always win with you got to have good quarterbacking in the CFL, as you know, and you got to have good Canadians. We'll go down south and do a free agent camp in Bradenton, Florida, or whatever, and that's all great. Have you ever seen a CFL team hold a free agent camp in Brandon, Manitoba, for the guys that maybe have slipped through the cl- uh, the cracks? Do you know what I mean? Like they don't because it's yeah. not glamorous to go to Brandon, Manitoba, or go to uh, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. It's glamorous for everybody to hang out in Vegas or Florida. That, that's not how you win championships. I totally agree. I totally agree with you, Baldy. And I know it's, it's not the, the most glamorous thing, but uh, there's some good people in Brandon, Manitoba and Moose Jaw too, you know, that, uh, that'll treat, treat their, their local, uh, you know, professional football team very well. I know that for a fact. And um, mm-hmm. I, I, I totally agree. If they had some of these free agent spots, kids would be lining up at the door, you know, and, and to, to say that it's not as big of a pool of talent is it, it's a tougher conversation to have from when I started. It's garbage. It's garbage. It's garbage, Mackie, because just till the other day, Enoch Mawama, uh, Enoch Mawama, the outstanding yep. Canadian from the East, just finally signed in Toronto. And last I saw as we taped this interview, Matt O'Donnell, the big six foot seven offensive lineman for the Eskimos or the Edmonton team, he's a free agent still. So he's not a good football player anymore. Like this is what I don't understand. I don't buy this whole, there's not enough Canadian talent. You were on a staff and all I've heard year after year after year is, Oh, this is the best there's ever been for Canadian talent. Chris Jones has told me that. So if that's the case, then what is it? Is it, is it like, what is it? I, I don't know what to believe anymore. It's just the standard and it takes, takes time to change. Um, but but it, it takes people to, to break the mold, and that's what I was really, really excited, and what made me a Bomber fan was all of a sudden our local team is starting to look in their own backyard and starting to understand that fans, are, are they're not stupid. They know uh, who these kids are. They know who this talent is, and they're going to be starting to watch games. And if you can get some success out of that, um, look, at, look, at the, look at the results. Look, yeah, at the, yeah. look at how Saskatchewan Rough Riders, you know, were, I don't want to say we're a powerhouse, but, you know, they, they came out of that 07 year as great cup champions with a ton of local talent and uh, had a lot of people looking looking over there and, and seeing that. Well, it's uh, a good point and, because the next year when they had all those broken legs, they had like seven or eight broken legs on the team. Uh, they played more Canadians than they were required to and had a great run. They had a home playoff game. Same with 2009. Like when they were in that little stretch, they used more Canadian talent, whether it was local or just across Canada, than they needed to. And I think that's something that we don't talk about enough. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. Well, it, it's being talked about quite a bit out here in, in Winnipeg because of uh, the results to what happened, you know, to some of our mm-hmm. local guys. Jeffrey Gray being on the line, mm-hmm. whole line. He went down to the uh, NFL, came back, and he was just sheer dominant, you know. Like, mm-hmm. if you ever look at some of those runs that uh, Andrew, you know, was busting through and getting yeah. – <laughs> Jeff cleared half of the line, you know. Yeah. Like, we're like – that guy's from the U of M from Winnipeg. He played with the Greendale Falcons, you know, like when he was growing up. Yeah. You know, it's a, every, everybody, you know, can see that. And when, when you get some success to it, you get a whole city, a whole community backing them. And uh, all of a sudden, revenues go up. The city's winning. The team's winning. And uh, 
Yeah. We're partying. <laughs> We're part. Hopefully we can get back to partying again and actually watching games on the field. Thanks very much for this, John. I appreciate it. Good luck in your job and we'll stay in touch. Okay. Appreciate it. Ballsy. Thanks a lot. It's time for the gospel. According to Ballsy. Well, I've been going back and forth with people on Twitter the last few days about the merits of keeping our football game Canadian. And honestly, who knows if anything comes from the talks with the XFL. One thing some misguided fans are bringing up, though, and it really makes me shake my head, is this. If I'm paying 60 bucks a ticket, I want the best talent on the field. I don't care if they're Canadian or not. In fact, just scrap the stupid ratio. Well, I'm here to tell you that if you scrap the ratio, then the game in Canada will die. American coaches and GMs will not even look at a Canadian football player. Now you're going to say, well... That's just business. Well, consider this. Here on The Wolf, if we weren't required to play 35% Canadian music, then the likes of The Hip, Rush, Nickelback, Neil Young, Matt Good, Ian Thornley, and so on and so on and so on wouldn't be discovered. You think my friend John Ryan of Regina plays a long career in the NFL and wins a Super Bowl and comes back and helps fund the Regina Minor Football League if he doesn't get the punt in Winnipeg with the Bombers because of the Canadian ratio and then gets discovered by the Packers? Not a chance. Players in this game need to have a destination. Some hope. Getting rid of the ratio kills that and will definitely kill the game at the grassroots level. One more thing. Go tell Brendan Labatt, Mike Adam, Dan Clark of the Rough Riders, or Cam Judge and Enoch Mwamba, or the old dudes like Poli, Aldag, Fairholm, Elgard, Getzlaff, Claremont, and Hughes, that they were just crappy Canadian football players. Hmm. Yeah, I bet you wouldn't. You know, I'm not against talking and exploring other revenue streams because the CFL is in trouble, but not at the expense of the C in the CFL. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.